good evening to one and all present here uh, thanks a lot sir for uh, coming here acharya pachan sir today we feel really blessed to have you to address us in actus slce students you have been really kind enough to accept our invitation so we really thank you for that although sir you don't need an introduction but because this is a podcast which will be published that means that we have to share some things about you uh, acharya pachan sir is an acclaimed vedanta executive to a national best sell and also a national best selling author for over 100 books he's a powerful force of socio spiritual transformation who has been helping people around the world with his knowledge and expertise today millions of people are inspired by acharya prashant sir he continues to share his wisdom to masses through various offline and online channels sir it's an honor to welcome you to address us students of an actor shamlal college even welcome all of you dr sir sir my question is related to midlife crisis uh midlife crisis is a rising trend in society and unfortunately students uh, within the age bracket of 20 to 30 are getting midlife crisis so why they are getting this and uh, how to deal with this see what you call as a midlife crisis irrespective of the age when it hits you is basically a blow of the truth Hmm? so as a college student as a young man or a woman you have been uh, taught to have certain dreams you have been conditioned to have certain dreams and you will not invest yourself in those dreams unless it is uh, simultaneously assured to you that the dreams will get you happiness and fulfillment right will you buy something without an assurance that the thing will fetch you happiness etc you essentially buy a promise of fulfillment and uh, happiness irrespective of what you buy right otherwise you will not uh, invest yourself in the thing or the idea or the dream or the person or the job or the ideology or the lifestyle all these are things all this is stuff that we are made to buy into right and we are convinced that uh, if we buy into these things then uh, the result will be satisfactory obviously 
the sellers of uh, these dreams and ideologies and lifestyles will not want you to question these things because uh, it becomes difficult to sell something spurious if the customer is too investigative right no salesman enjoys a very inquisitive customer so these are not presented to us as things or options these are presented to us as inevitable truths you have to have a certain kind of lifestyle as a young person life is more or less scripted for you and the script is inviolable it's not optional it is the truth see only the truth is inviolable everything else is simply optional and if something is presented to you as inexorable something you just cannot avoid then it is being presented to you as the truth right irrespective of whether the presenters use that word or not so as gullible young persons you start believing in the script you start thinking that obviously this alone is life what else what else you start using words like uh, common sensical obviously no so someone asks you what are you going to do after college and a lot of you will say obviously i'll get into a job obviously and we have been conditioned to such an extent that it does not uh, remain even faintly visible that there is nothing obvious or inviolable or final in this that this must be a matter of conscious choice you have to think over it hmm? visualize a day in your life at the age of uh, 30 visualize visualize a typical day in your life at the age of 30 and you'd be amazed if i ask you to pen down your visualization let me just hand over a piece of paper to each of you and ask you to jot down whatever has uh, sprung in your mind you'll be amazed the kind of similarities you will find in your uh, descriptions 70 to 80% overlap how is that possible 
the elements of your typical day at the age of 30 would include a job or a business, a husband or a wife, a kid or a couple of them, a house, hmm? a vehicle of your choice. Some of you would be thinking of a foreign country. Right? Right? Now, who gave these ideas to you? Don't tell me it's commonsensical. I don't have that sense. So, Who gave those ideas to you? How does it become like a law of nature that these things will but naturally happen? Hmm? How did how did this get into your mind and strike such deep roots? And all of this is very intricately related to the thing called midlife crisis. We are not needlessly going into it. How did this enter your mind? Please tell me. But, but when it enters your mind and once it takes a seat there, you know, the tragedy is that it no more remains social, it becomes personal. You do not say, my dream is a social one. What do you say? It's my personal goal. This is what I personally love. The thing is, even the entity you call as the person is just a social construct. There is hardly any individuality in our existence. We are biological and social beings. Hmm? The hardware comes from biology and the software comes from society, education, influences and such things. So there is nothing of our own really in our existence, our life, our mind, our thoughts, our emotions, our opinions. Hmm? So, so you have bought into all those dreams. And there is hardly any variety in those dreams. That's what used to bore me about them when I was your age. I mean, come on. Maybe I'll subscribe to what you're trying to sell me, but at least show me some options. Like a good customer. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel I have choice. So I would say, come on, show me some choice. There would be not much choice even for namesake. Job, money, wife, kids. Please, something else. Add to the list or remove something from the list. So there would be some very fickle and... Uh, unimportant kind of additions or deletions. The core would remain the same. And the core remains the same for everybody. It has remained the same, much the same for you people also. And that's what explains the midlife crisis. The stuff that you bought into at the age of 20 or 25 starts showing up as fake, useless, spurious, by the age of 35 or 40. And that's what you call as a midlife crisis.
but by then it is just too late you have made irreversible decisions and deep investments you just cannot now get out of that's what is midlife crisis are you getting it so that midlife crisis that you experience at the age of 35 or 40 or 45 is actually something that gets initiated decades earlier it got initiated when you entered class 11th and you didn't know whether to go for commerce or science or medicine or arts or uh, whatever and then somebody told you you pick up this particular stream and you will be happy and you just didn't know anything and you and you enrolled into a particular stream that's when the whole thing began and then it kept snowballing as you kept moving on in life it just kept getting bigger and bigger like a balloon inflating in size but the balloon cannot keep gaining volume infinitely a time comes a day comes when it just bursts that's what we call as midlife crisis all hot air is what the life of a youngster is about just hot air gas a lot of gas and gas can't survive for too long ever seen an everlasting balloon but then that's what we are all busy blowing up it bursts and when it bursts there is a sudden crash you lose energy you lose motivation you just don't know what to do with life all you are left with is a lot of frustration and repentance and you get terribly irritable and you start aging very rapidly that's why when you hit 60 something called senility strikes you have you heard the word senile what does that mean senile what does that mean old yeah but what does that uh, uh, denote psychologically if you say someone's gone senile what does that mean ha huh? don kaput ha ah, gone kind of insane that senility and that's supposed to hit you when you hit 60 senility in hindi you call it satyana hmm you you see how it's related to sat satyana now what's what's it about 60 that your mind totally goes bonkers nothing but a realization of a life all failed a failed life it need not begin at 60 it used to be at 60 then it started happening at 35 40 now the questioner says it is happening at 20 now why is it happening so early and it's a good thing right if you are failing it's a great thing to realize early that you are failing so that you have the opportunity to make some amends if you realize at the age of 60 or 80 that you have lived a failed life you don't even have the time to make corrections 
Are we together? Now, how is it that uh, the so-called midlife crisis is striking you much earlier than before? It is because the quantum of dreams that you are carrying today is much bigger than before. And it's coming to you much earlier. Hmm? So people used to get into relationships at the age of 25, 30 something. Today all that begins in class 5. Right? That which you call as the Nibba Nibbi phenomena. So when at the age of 10 you are already into it, then at the age of 20 or 25 you know that you have entered midlife crisis. Because the life of desire had begun just too soon. The life of consumption had begun just too soon. You want everything early, right? Today they say you must have a mark at 25. Only then life is successful. People used to buy their first Maruti 800 after retirement. So a lot of people are getting a lot of things way too early. And therefore, the subsequent disappointment and disillusionment also comes come on, earlier. So the kind of depression people used to experience at 40 is now being experienced at 25. Because the experiences that they would accumulate till 40 are now being had in a much shorter time span. They would take 40 years to have those kind of experiences that you guys are having within a short span of 10-15 years now. You, you travel much more, you consume much more. The, the internet has widened the scope of your experiences much more. You can do, get into rela serial relationships, which was not happening earlier. So in some sense, you have the opportunity to be wizened much earlier. Have you seen the those black and white movies of 50s and 60s? What would be the typical age of the hero? Oh, I thought 50s. Think of Ashok Kumar. Think of Raj Kapoor. Probably they began in their 30s. But they always looked quite, uh, quite, quite... Uh, Great down. No? Yeah, impressive because old. <laughs> and think of the kind of uh, screen heroes that you have today. No, forget the oldies who, who are uh, just uh, statues that tradition has installed and those statues won't fall anytime soon. 
otherwise think of the new entrants the new faces that you see on the screen they all look pretty young not just young rather juvenile even immature so the onset of consumption the onset of desire is happening much earlier much earlier it's a very strange thing very very strange thing it happened just yesterday here in bodhstal so where rohit ji is here so we got three new rabbit uh, friends yesterday hmm all kids small so they they have just arrived here yesterday and uh, they are just a few months of age so they they need to be rabbits need to be neutered they need to be neutered after they reach 6 or 7 months of age because that's when they start showing adult behavior and uh, start mating before that they don't need to be neutered but the doctor the vet he said something quite unusual very interesting he said no 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 you can't wait for 6 7 months nowadays rabbits start displaying adult behavior at 3 months of age so he asked him but why he said human proximity humans have grown so sexual that even the animals who live in their proximity start showing sexual behavior at an earlier age now i don't really fully believe this thesis that the vet has proposed but even if there is a grain of truth in it it's a very important pointer as to where uh, we are headed and and where we stand you know that the average age of onset of puberty in human kids huh? it has decreased to like 10 years or something that which used to, to show up at 13 or 14 is now emerging at 10 or 11 you know how girls are beginning to have their periods way uh, earlier than what used to happen a few decades uh, before you get it now from where is that coming all that is coming from an environment that is continuously provoking you titillating you instigating desire in you so a lot of consumption desires this that and that which will begin earlier will also crash earlier that crash is what you call as a midlife crisis my opinion it's not necessarily bad if at the age of 25 itself you can be disillusioned from the usual script the usual pattern the usual conditioning then probably something new fresh can open up for you so good 
it was that that kind of a crash that uh, resulted in the in the phenomena that we today know of as uh, gautam buddh and uh, vardhaman mahavir in some way it was midlife crisis that struck them they had everything and they were uh, brought up on a huge dose of consumption all kinds of consumption riches prestige knowledge women whatever they wanted had been made available to them in fact much more than they could ever want had been forcibly made available to them forcibly so that they do not become renunciates that's how the story goes at least with respect to the buddha hmm? his father was afraid that this chap has other plans he will not stay put in the palace and he'll probably uh, take some other path so he tried to immerse buddha into all kinds of material luxuries and and that only hastened the process of uh, buddha's disillusionment he said all that that could be had that could be consumed or enjoyed or experienced i've already had and it has failed on me i still feel wretched and hollow within so why continue this kind of life obviously fulfillment lies elsewhere so let me go out and and, and try so i wish all of you get an early crisis it's better to be painfully struck with reality than to live in a fool's paradise all life long though that's what the ego wants the ego says don't show me the mirror don't tell me the truth let me live in my fanciful dreams my entire life wish that could be true what would you rather have a painful blow of the truth or cozy woolly sweet dreams such a loud declaration an utter roar of the truth we just heard no now that explains the crisis we are born to be deceived our natural composition is such that we want to remain stupid not not anybody's fault that's how we are born that's how everybody is born we have a strong tendency to favor self illusion even if truth stares us in the face we will refuse it 
Unfortunately, that cannot continue for too long. When facts and imaginations collide, you know what gets shattered. Nobody can shatter facts. Dreams crash. But your entire culture and all your teachers and well-wishers, they want you to chase your dreams, don't they? And the whole motivation industry, come on, chase your dreams. I support them. I say chase your dreams even more wholeheartedly so that you can very soon realize that your dreams are nonsensical. In fact, those who are very sincere towards their dreams will be the first one to reject their dreams, to evolve beyond their dreams because they have been sincere in pursuing their dreams. The worst condition is of those who maintain dreams yet never pursue them wholeheartedly. So they, they, they remain in some kind of perpetual hope. So there is a dream. Yeah, yeah, one day the dream will come true and then I will be happy. So if you have some dream, and as young people obviously will be having dreams, I say go after it with all that you have. Go after it so that you can see its futility. Otherwise all that I am saying from this position right now will not appear true or uh, even tasteful to you. Materialize at least a few of your dreams so that you can see their falseness. So that you can see that there is just nothing in that. Obviously, you are far luckier if you can see the futility of these so-called dreams. Mind you, remember how we began. We said your dreams are not your dreams. They have been drilled into you by the society. Anyway, now that you have started calling them your own, lucky are the few who can spontaneously just by observation and their insight realize that the dream business is all hollow and futile realize that that there is nothing individualistic about our dreams and goals and targets hmm? those are the lucky few most of you will will need some kind of a crash to regain your senses. Otherwise, we remain in some kind of uh, intoxicated state huh? where the dream business is everything and everybody has the same dream gather a crowd of 100 ask them can you list five dreams that you have and you find that all 100 
have at least three shared dreams. Will that happen or not? And still each of them is calling those dreams as Oh, this is my personal dream. How can it be personal if you share it with so many people? Obviously, it is neither yours nor his nor her. It is coming from some other source and that some other source has managed to embed the same dream in each of you. You don't see that. You start calling your ambitions, your desires, your targets as your own. This is not the kind of uh, happy beginning you would have probably wanted to the discussion. But then the fault is all yours. <laughs> you come here, that's the first fault. <laughs> then you begin with such a question. That's another thing just upon you. I have nothing to do with it. I'll, I'll simply respond to what you uh, put in front of me. Mostly it will not uh, appear very hmm, delicious. But pardon me for that. Yes. What I think one of the major reasons for midlife crisis is larger than life image that movies and OTT platforms portray. So uh, these movies are manipulating the kids and more importantly manipulating the reality and uh, youngsters are also relying on them. So why did this happen and uh, how to deal with this situation? You see, you, you buy into an entire book. You cannot uh, now pick and choose among the chapters of the book. Huh? How is it possible that uh, you continue to believe in chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, 4, 5, 6 and then you say chapter 8 and 9 I will not believe I'll not uh, accept and I'll uh, not implement in my life. That, that's not possible. Where do movies come from? Where do movies come from? All this movie business is very deeply related to the kind of lives that you live. You cannot continue to have the lives that you have and yet avoid movies. See, that's a very lucrative uh, uh, argument that many of us internally cultivate. We say, no, everything is okay about our life. It's the movies that are spoiling the culture. The question is, where are the movies coming from? They are coming from the same ecosystem that is breeding you. It's impossible to have the life that you have and not have the movies that you have. Your life is boring because it lacks authenticity. Therefore, you need movies that involve thrill, adventure, sex, violence 
and juicy songs and all those things had your lives been different would you have required movies like that and as long as your lives are what they are you will continue to need those movies <laughs> but we like to put blames on all the blame on the movies we say oh no 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 life is okay movies are spoiling it but sir the movies do not drop from the heavens the movies are a product of the society that we are otherwise the movies would have flopped who patronizes those movies who needs those movies who pays for those movies we do right we are not dragged to the halls we go there on our own and we book the tickets and we sometimes buy very expensive tickets because the regular ones are not available and even the, the even the popcorn basket or tub would cost sometimes 500 or 1000 rupees and you still go for it then why blame the movies we are dying to watch those movies are we not and why are we dying to watch those movies because that's the way our life is and why is our life the way it is because that's the script that's what our culture has told us that's what our education has told us our bringing has told us that this is the kind of life that you have to live and that kind of life necessitates movies and is also reflected in movies are you getting it and that's the reason why the the brand and genre of movies that you have in india is very different from what you have in iran or what you have in korea or what you have in the us just by the looks of it you can spot an indian movie because that movie is springing from the indian life so movies will continue to remain the way they are as long as life in india continues to remain the way and where is the indian life coming from thoughtless conditioning you have to do this because it is supposed to be done this way so so that's where life is coming from and that's also where movies are coming from and the more our life changes the more our movies too will change today if someone makes a really path breaking movie what do you think happens to it it bombs in a big way the producer the financer they'll be bankrupt on the streets because the indian life is not yet ready to accept something path breaking we want to live the way the script has told us to live and we take the script as respectable inviolable and all that